AfriForum's Deputy CEO, Mr. Ernest Roots. So very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much. Mr. Roots, the National Prosecuting Authority has hailed the three-year sentence that was handed to the former real estate agent, Vicky Marmberg, as a victory for the Constitution. Do you share that sentiment? I, I wouldn't go as far as describing it as a, victim, a victory for, for the Constitution. I think there are, there are a few issues here when we're talking about this case. I think the first issue is whether what she did was, in fact, racist and announced it criminal in Nigeria, and I would say the answer is yes. I think it was extremely racist. It was very hard for me to watch that video. I couldn't even watch it to the end, so you know, disgusted I was, just as when I was seen. But I, I think the second question then is, is it appropriate to send people to prison based on them saying things that offend people? And I would argue that there are better ways to deal with this. And I think the third more important issue here is, again, the issue of consistency. And, and I think what we are very concerned about at Atlas Forum is in the very same week in which this happened, uh, this sentencing was handed down, a um, major in the South African Defense Force uh, said that the eyes and tongues of white people have to be cut out. And he was asked, basically asked politely not to do it again. Um, so there's a very clear double standard in terms of how we deal with racism. Mm-hmm. Now, if you agree that her behavior was not appropriate, would you go as far as calling her a racist? Oh, yes. I, I think she was. I think what she did was certainly racist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think um, I think it would, you would have to really stretch the limits of argumentation to try to say that she, she's not a racist, or at least what she said was not, what was not racist. Let's let's talk about uh, your uh, um, uh, assertion that there's double standards in South Africa because in that statement uh, that you've released of, as Afri Forum, you said that the two years uh, prison sentence imposed on Vicky Momberg is a reaffirmation of the double standards in South Africa, mm. especially regarding race. Explain to us what that actually means. Well, uh, let me give you an example. Uh, in the last year, it, during 2017, at AfriForum, we have filed 113 complaints of criminal urea against people who are encouraging the most atrocious things imaginable, also based on a race basis. People saying that we should rape the children, the children of white people or that we should slaughter the whites the same way Hitler did to the Jews and those type of things. 113 of those complaints. That's, it's been a year now, not one of those complaints has been dealt with. Not, not in one of those complaints have we received any feedback. And I would argue that those complaints are exponentially worse than what Vicky Mondar said, as atrocious as her complaint is. But it seems to us as if just based on, on what, we can, what, what, what we see happening, it appears as if the race of the perpetrator is a determining factor in how the matter is dealt with, according to the justice system. And if that is true, if, if what we see uh, is true, uh, then it is something that we believe is, is a very alarming trend. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the case about the South African National Defence Force uh, that was uh, that the uh, the colonel was reprimanded, or the mayor, the major rather, was reprimanded. Yes, well, what, uh, it, it was a uh, I think it was a Facebook post, if I recall, about a a uh, white person who. Um, who was severely beaten. There was a picture of this person and his eyes, his entire face was swollen and red and blue and full of blood. And then this uh, major in the South African Defense Force commented and said that uh, that's what happened to that person was not enough. I think it was attacked on a farm, if I recall. 
And um, he even said that the, the eyes and tongues of, of white people should be cut out. Um, and and there were complaints about, filed about this. And the outcome of that case was that he was reprimanded. Now, I think if, if Penny Sparrow was, uh, or Penny Sparrow, but also Vicky Mombard, I think if either of those two were simply reprimanded, there would have been a major outcry. Um, and I think there should equally be a major outcry about this. Uh, and we're talking here about someone who's, uh, Vicky Mombard and Penny Sparrow, ironically, were both estate agents. So they were both people, we never knew who they were before they made these comments, they don't have any political influence. Um, and here we have someone who's amazing in the defense force making that statement. And the outcome of these cases, he's asked not to do it again. And, and I don't think that that is, is uh, suitable. So how do you draw the comparison then between the Vicky Momberg incident and uh, the referral to the man, uh, to, to the major that says that the, the man's eyes should be cut out or his tongue should be cut off? Well, I think the, the, the two cases are not exactly the same, but I would say that the... the um, the case of the major and the defense force is worse. I think what he said is worse. And there's a reason why it's worse. I'm not trying to... Well, I, I think using the K word is probably the most atrocious or disgusting word that you can use. Uh, I can't think of another word that, that's more offensive. But, but the, the difference between what what uh, this uh, Vicky Momberg said and what this major said is that she said something that's extremely offensive. He said something that contains within it a call to action. He he was encouraging a particular crime or a particular uh, atrocity uh, committed against people based on the color of their skin. Um, so based on that, I would say that, that saying, saying stuff that offends people is, is horrible. But, but saying stuff that offends people and combining that with a call to action to go out and physically harm those people is worse. So, so I would say the case of this measure is worse, but the outcome is, 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 is the opposite. You've also um, compared uh, Julius Malema mm. uh, with the Vicky Momberg case. Tell us why. Yes, I think also the, the, the details are different, but the, po- the fact that we are pointing out is that we're not dealing consistently with racism. So Julius Malema repeatedly has uh, racist rants, to use the term, um, against white people, and he has on more than one occasion made uh, scathing comments about or scathing comments about white genocide. Uh, recently he said that uh, he's not calling for a, for a genocide of white people yet, and just a few weeks ago he said that white people should be glad that he's not calling for genocide. And those are extremely, extremely atrocious statements to make. And just a few days after he made that comment, the state president said that he believes that Julius Malema is, still has the ANC deep down in his heart and that he believes that the ANC is his home. So, so instead of having a very severe response to what he said, uh, he's basically re- rewarded by a, a statement by the state president that he wants him to join the ruling party. Um, and I mean, there's been many other comments by, by Julius Malema, which I think is, is you can clearly describe as racist rants, but uh, it's not being dealt with in the same way as this case of Vicky Momberg has been dealt with. Will you be laying charges of racism against Julius Malema then, in that, if that is the case? Actually, yes. Uh, as I said, we believe that, that sending someone to prison based on criminal urea, there would have to be really exceptional circumstances to do that. But um, if that's the, the, the precedent here, yeah, that if you, if, you, if you 
offend people, and if you say something that amounts to criminal area, then you have to go to prison, then we will have to test that, and we will have to see if the criminal justice system is consistent. Mm-hmm. So so we will be filing charges of criminal area against Julius Malema as well, and see if he also goes to prison. Mm-hmm. Is it your belief that the Vicky Mombuk sentence will deter racist behavior in our country? I don't think so. And the reason why I say that is, is actually based on research that's been done um, quite comprehensively about how to combat racism. And the, the, base, the best way to combat racism is not by sanctioning people. It's not by sending people to prison. It's not by fining people. The, best, the single best method to combat racism is to use counter-speech. Um, now, counter-speech can happen in two ways, but oh, it's counter-speech can happen in general. In other words, people should be confronted, they should be debated, they should be proved why their views are wrong. But counter-speech is especially useful and, and effective when it is used or executed by people within that same community. So, to put it frankly or in, in racial terms, in other words, the best way to address white racism is for white people to take a stand against racism. And the best way to address Black racism is for black people to take a, take a stand against racism. And I think uh, in, in, in addressing white racism, I think that is something that AfriForum, for example, has a very big role to play. And I think it's, it's hard. It's, AfriForum can be more effective in combating white racism than in combating uh, anti-white racism. And I think the ANC, for example, can be more effective in combating anti-white racism than in combating anti-black racism. So I think it, black racism. So if, if we all take up our responsibility in this regard, I think the, the um, consequences or the results would, would be much better, exponentially better, mm-hmm. than, than simply sending people to prison. But don't you think that will be polarizing communities and, and polarizing the social cohesion efforts that is being put in place in South Africa to bring people together? No, well, I think it would have the exact opposite uh, consequence. Uh, if I, and, and I, I can tell you that, I have, that I've done it to people, I have done it in many cases on social media and you know, in private discussions, um, if someone uses that word in my presence, for example, that Vicky Mombach used, uh, used I, will, I, will, I will, you know, confront that person and say, stop saying that word. What do you think you're achieving with that, uh, by saying that? Mm-hmm. And, and I think if, if, if I asked someone to stop saying that word, it would be more effective than if, uh, someone from, let's say, Julius Malema asked someone to stop saying the word, that mm-hmm. word. So I think particularly in that regard, I think if we take up our responsibility um, in that way, the consequences would be better and it would, it would, it would result in us moving closer together mm. uh, as opposed to moving further apart. I thank you so much for your time, Ernst. That was Ernst Roots, the AfriForum's deputy CEO, talking to us about Vicky Momberg's two-year sentence for racist behavior after being found guilty of criminal urea. And, of course, he uh, reckons that uh, counter-speech is perhaps the way to go. But joining us now to make sense of the, le- the legalities and the implications of the sentence is the head of uh, the Freedom of Expression at the Law Clinic, Lorraine Tomatsani. A very good morning to you and welcome, ma'am. Now, the sentence has been hailed as a landmark. Uh, Explain to us what is remarkable about this particular case. Um, uh, Good morning to our listeners. Uh, Firstly, what I would like to put forth is what I'm representing. I'm coming from the Institute of Freedom of Expression, where we derive our mandate from Section 16. 
So basically, our aim is to promote and defend freedom of expression. The Vicky Mombeck case came in and it was uh, classified as a racial case. Um, initially, there was an equality court where she was found she was found guilty, but then it was then referred to a criminal, criminal court where she was found guilty. I do not have a problem of her being found guilty, but then the question was, was uh, sending her to prison for criminal injuria justified? So from where we are sitting as FXI, we're saying, yes, we, we applaud our courts that they are doing something regarding the racial issues. However, we are also open to the view that such uh, uh, cases, they are going to open a debate, they are going to open for, 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 for more racial uh, cases. Mm. So there's a, there, you, 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 you perceive that there will be a flood of cases coming forward? That is correct, sir. And that is stemming from um, the, the word itself, the charge itself, mm. because the charge, it was the use of the K-word. And as I said, we are the freedom of uh, freedom of institute um, freedom of expression institute. Immediately after the judgment, we had quite a number of calls that came in. That even now we're still trying to figure out as to what answers to give. The first question was, what is the meaning of the K word? Because in terms of the research that most people did, they said it used to be referred to Portuguese. Some they say it used to, to be referred to the Ngunis. Some said it used to be referred to, to white people. Now, the problem is, when did this word shift from being a degrading word to a, a non-degrading word to a degrading word? Mm. So if now we've got a problem with the definition, and now, because initially it was innocent, and now it has been moved to have been used as a as a criminal act if somebody uses it. The problem that I'm having now is that can't we shift? Because I'm, I feel that maybe we might be giving the word too much power. Maybe we might be too much sensitive. Can't we try at least to educate the people just to move away from it? I am not saying people are being insensitive. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that what is it that we can do to move away from the word being hateful, as it has been said from the history that initially when it was used, it never had a harsh meaning, unlike today when it has been used. Do you think that this kind of sentence that was imposed on Momberg would deter people from using the K word and, of course, using hate speech in general? Yes and no. Why? The, 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 the hate speech, presently we're sitting with a problem of we do not know as to what is the definition of the hate speech. Section, uh, section 16, subsection 2, try to explain the hate speech as being to, in, uh, to propagate war, eliminate violence, or to advocate hatred. But it seems as if that definition, it was not enough. It went then extended to the Pepuda section 10, where it was uh, broadly defined as to be any way that is reasonable, where you show a clear intention of being hateful, harmful, 
and discriminatory. The, 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 the last two, I, I am not going to touch into it, but I'm more concerned also the word of being hateful. And hateful, it was defined as something that is hating your feelings. My, my problem from where I'm sitting is that the, the, the definition of the hate speech is to be referring to feelings. We might find ourselves with quite a number of cases where somebody is saying that they hate my feelings. And one would say, but I did not hurt you, isn't physically. Mm-hmm. So in terms of being a good judgment, is that it's a good judgment in the sense that our court is doing something about it. Mm-hmm. But whether the implication that whether the, the objective that they want to achieve by deterring racism, my answer is, it's, it's, it's no, those subject to correction. Now, Vicky Momberg was convicted of criminal injuria. Tell us how her case ties in with hate speech. Um, hate, as I said, um, the hate speech, we're still having a problem in getting the definition for hate speech. The parliament is now sitting with a new act where they are busy now trying to pass the new law as to what constitutes a hate speech. Hmm. So from where I'm sitting, we do not have any law that defines a hate speech. All what we have is the section 16, subsection 2. All what we have is the definition of Pepuda. But Vicky Mombat was charged with crimen in urea, where it says in terms of the law, it is unlawful, intentionally, seriously, the dignity of another. This is what she was charged with, not the hate speech. Mm. Now, does this ruling perhaps then infringe on the freeness of speech? This is where FSI comes in. Uh, FSI has been established since um, 1994. And from the inception, we are not saying we know the precise definition of the hate speech. But all what we are saying is that we, are, we have been opening our doors where we're trying to get people to give us, help us in trying to define what constitutes a hate speech. And one thing on, that I have observed is that the freedom of expression, the hate speech is used as a defense of freedom of expression. And, 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 and we're trying to keep a balance of the two as to what, if I exercise my freedom of expression, I would not indirectly have to um, be making a hate speech. But with the cases that have came forward, with the situation that have came forward, it seems as if the two overlap. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying now, we may not be having answers, but the more we get in cases of this nature, the more we will try to get answers as to what would constitute a hate speech. Ms. Lomotani, I thank you so much for your time. That was the head of the Institute of Freedom of Expression uh, at the Law Clinic, Lorraine Lomotani.